listeners, Mitch from the future here. I just wanted to give a disclaimer that if you're listening to any episode published in 2022, the audio is going to sound a little bit different than my newer episodes. That is because I did not have my wonderful mic in 2022 that I have now. And so I just want to let you know that if you do hear these episodes, the audio is going to be a little bit different than the newer ones. It might not sound as good, but I promise you the content is just as good. Happy listening. Hello, hello. Boy, am I exhausted. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Mitch's Madness, or welcome to Mitch's Madness, whichever one. Hi, I'm Mitch, um, the host. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. I'm having a, a decent week, but I'm pretty tired, to be honest. But hey, I'm getting through it. Uh, I'm currently recording on a Thursday, so tomorrow's Friday for me. So that's really exciting. It's going to be the weekend. I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it. Let's get it. Today's episode is titled Always Anxious, and I'm going to be talking about anxiety, which, uh, funny, funny, consequently, I don't know what I was, what word I was going to, I was aiming for there. It's funny enough that this episode is about anxiety because this is the first episode I have put out in October, and I have tried to record this episode two or three times, and I get very bad anxiety when I do it. Um, so it's funny, but also the reason, the real reason I haven't put out any podcasts in October yet is because I have been extremely busy getting used to my new schedule, my new job schedule and everything, but I'm finally getting on track, finally getting used to it. Um, I'm, you know, getting up earlier than I used to get up, so that's fun. But anyway, I'm doing it, and I'm finally back recording another podcast, recording a podcast for October. It's my favorite month. My birthday is next week. I'm so excited. So let's get it. The time you guys are hearing this, and what I mean by that is I was supposed to record this like almost a month ago, but I, like I said, I was trying to get used to to new things, new things. You know, obviously, I'm trying to get used to new things because I can barely talk today, but it's been a minute, so that's my excuse. This week's weekly faves, is what I was trying to say, are probably not my actual weekly faves this week because it's been a couple weeks, but these were my weekly faves for this episode. So this is, you know what, I realized that a lot of my past weekly faves has been food and when I originally started doing the weekly faves, I didn't intend for them to only be like food favorites. Uh, So oops. So I'm going to try to, again, incorporate some things in there that aren't food because yeah. So number one, uh, reorganizing shit, rearranging. I did my living room a couple weeks ago and it honestly changed my entire perspective of the room. It just like, it's fresh. It gives you a new feeling. It lets you feel you know, just comfortable in your space. I think it's really important to feel comfortable in your space. So anyway, weekly fave is to rearranging. Ever since I did that room, I've been, I've been rearranging and organizing like everything. So that is why I put that in there. Uh, Number two, weekly fave. This is hilarious because again, 
this episode was for a couple weeks ago and I never finished it. And so my number two weekly fave is this Michigan weather. But at this point, it is no longer my favorite. Um, a couple weeks ago, it was very fall, you know, 60s, 50s, 40s at night, loving it, sweatshirt weather. But we have fast forwarded to uh, winter coat weather very quickly. So uh, I do like the fall season, of course. It's my favorite season. Um, and I do normally like the Michigan weather, but it is getting a little cold out already. I will have to say that. Weekly fave number three is Elote. Elote has always been one of my favorites, like always, always. But I've been making it differently recently. I used to just get frozen corn and make it from frozen corn. Um, Okay, I'm still using frozen corn, but I'm using a different kind. It's this roasted corn. Uh, I get it from Trader Joe's, actually, you know, in their frozen section. But it's roasted. It's not just regular frozen corn. It's roasted frozen corn. And I just feel like it gives the elote um, so much of a roasted flavor, I guess. I don't know. It's uh, It just makes it taste better, in my opinion. So there's that. Moving on to weekly books. When I originally planned this pod, this episode... I was reading Harry Potter uh, and the Half-Blood Prince. I'm done with that now. I have not started The Deathly Hallows, but I will. And so currently I am reading a book called Think Again by Adam Grant. It is a book about rethinking. And uh, this guy is an industrial organizational psychologist, which is what I went to school for. And I didn't even know that until after I started reading the book. So I'm really happy that I started reading it because it's right up my alley. And I really love, you know, all type of psychology stuff. So good book so far. I'm only on chapter one. So I'll have to update you on that. So yeah. So to get into today's topic, it is about anxiety. And I've had a lot of anxiety in the past couple of months. This this month in particular, October, it's been a little bit better. I will be, you know, explaining why, maybe talking a little bit about what I've been going through, why I've been having anxiety. But mainly, I want to talk about how my anxiety presents itself and how I deal with it. I know that everyone has their own anxiety symptoms and everyone goes through different things. But I'm hoping that by, you know, talking about my own struggles with it, that maybe other people can relate and maybe find some tips and tricks that help them. I don't know. It's funny because I wanted to, I don't know why I always say it's funny, like, there's nothing funny, but anyway, uh, it's, uh, what's another word for coincidence? It's a coincidence that, see, it's not even a coincidence though, so I don't know why I'm saying that. Anyway, what I'm really trying to say is, I wanted to preface this by saying, don't take anything seriously. I'm not a licensed psychologist. I am not a doctor. However, I do quite literally have a background in psychology, so I mean, if you want to take some of it serious, you can. It's completely up to you. I don't know. But let's get into it, folks, okay? For me, my anxiety presents itself in a lot of different ways. Um, the past couple months, I have been dealing with a lot to, you know, um, kind of offset my, you know, anxiety. So that, that makes sense. It's understandable. Stuff's been happening. You know, I went through a... Um, a family member of mine passed away 
in August. Um, and so I went through that and I struggled with getting enough hours at my job for a couple months. And so I was, you know, kind of tight on money. Then I had a lot of car problems and I was just down in the dumps. Um, and so I, you know, interviewed for this new job that I have now, and it was, you know, essentially my dream job. So I was, I was very anxious about the whole thing, very anxious about the whole process and everything. Um, but it all worked out and something about, something about anxiety and something about life is that I find shit typically does end up working out in the end it does. And on the other hand, it's like, well, there really is no end. So does it really work out in the end? You know what I mean? But honestly, I think everything does balance itself. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to, you know, be here sharing my thoughts with you because I don't know if I ever would have if I didn't get through this shit. So my anxiety presents itself different ways. First, irritability. I get really irritable if I'm anxious. I'm like, don't talk to me. Don't ask me questions. I I want to just flip shit for no reason. And it's like, it's not about anybody else. Um, I'm not trying to say it's all about me. But I'm saying in that moment, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not about, it's not that the person or someone else around me is being annoying. It's that literally I just am irritable. And that's something that I've had to work on because I, I noticed that when my anxiety was really bad, you know, a month ago for the past, you know, couple months, I would take it out on the people around me and just kind of be rude with it. Just kind of like literally don't talk to me or just have some type of rude, you know, attitude type of thing. And so I had to work on that a little bit because it's okay to be irritable, but it's not okay to take it out on others. So now when I am irritable, I just deal with it. Uh, which isn't very easy. I don't know if I have tips for that one, but when we get to the how to deal later, you can decide for yourself, okay? (laughs) My anxiety also presents itself in so, so much overthinking and so much what if and so much irrational thoughts. It's like literally random ass shit that would literally never happen I'm like oh my god is it gonna happen oh my goodness I'm freaking out oh my god like it's just it's like it's like the most mundane shit like the most shit that literally does not matter right so like um now this does matter this example that I'm about to bring up but usually my my overthinking and rash rational fears is shit that does not matter so my cat flash Uh, We had to take him to an appointment to the vet last week because we felt like something was off, right? And it's like, I don't know if I'm overthinking, which obviously we were because he's fine. But, you know, he threw up one time and cats throw up all the time. Like, I mean, not all the time, but they throw up pretty often, you know, and the vet explained it to me like, okay, it's the same shit as humans as us. You know, like you eat something, you eat too much of something, or you eat the wrong thing, you get a stomachache for a couple of days, that's what happens, right? He said cats are the same. And so it wasn't really the vomiting, the one vomit that made me freak out, but we had just honestly like thought that Flash was acting different. So 
I took him to the vet. I wanted to make sure, you know, that's my baby. That's our baby. That's our child. So I want to make sure he's good, right? He's good. I did a whole paid for the checkup, paid for a full blood panel, everything. He's fine. Um, but I'm like, that's just an example because I'm sitting here overthinking the whole time. Like, is something wrong with him? Is he okay? Like, I, I'm like, oh, he's sleeping a lot. He's a fucking cat. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't regret taking him to the vet at all. And that's not what I'm trying to say. I am just trying to give an example of how I overthink because it's like, it's just, it's just a lot of, a lot of random shit, right? I overthink about like the stuff that I have to get done by the end of the day that I wrote on my to-do list. And it's not even stuff like, why do I have to get it? Who's making me get it done? Nobody, nobody. There's like, there's no real deadline. It's just in my head. And then comes the procrastination problems, which is also a way that my anxiety presents itself. And guys, stop fighting. My cats are, they're having a little play fight in the background. Um, Procrastination. I wait to the last minute to do things. It's really bad. I wait to the last minute to arrive at work. Sometimes I I arrive a few minutes late. And then even if I try to leave my house early, I still find up, find something to do to take up that extra time. And I still end up late. Anyway, I procrastinate a lot. I, I don't know why it's like, mm, I don't even know how to explain that. That's just it. If you have anxiety and you procrastinate, I hope you understand. I do have something for that later, a tip and trick that I use. And I'm going to talk about that. Um, moving on. I feel like I need to talk about my constant need to justify everything I'm doing to every single person for no apparent reason. Why do I do that? Why do I do that? Why do I think like, why do I worry about what other people are thinking? There's, there's, there's no point to do that. There's literally no point. It's, and this happened, this little phenomena phenomenon that I just said happens a lot. My constant need to justify everything happens all the time. I mean, like it happens at work and I'm like, okay, I'm training. Right. And I'm new. Right. And so of course I'm going to ask hella questions because I'm new and I'm going to personally, I ask hella questions anyway, because I want to do my job. Right. I'd rather be safe than sorry. And like, that's just it. Right. And so I'm like training, right. I'm doing, learning all this new stuff. And I'll, I do the, some, sometimes I just think it's the dumbest shit ever. The, the justifying what I'm doing. And it's like, it's stuff that doesn't even need to be justified. Like, oh, I, I did this because I felt like I had to do this because of this. Like, there's no, 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 no. There's no reason to do that, to say that. Like, I can just do whatever I needed to do and then move on. There's literally no reason to explain why I had to do what I did because I did something. And it's like, the only reason I'm explaining myself is because I know in my head that I'm thinking about what the other person is thinking about me. Like, why? It's like I do something and I think, oh my gosh, they probably think I'm so weird. Let me explain myself and justify my behavior so that it seems less weird. Okay, I think that that's actually making it all worse. Like, I think that I'm just digging myself into a hole because the fuck for? Like, 
why nobody cares nobody really cares like i don't even think anybody i don't think anyone ever cares so that's another way um um some more some more ways that my anxiety presents itself it's like i also worry about um like how everything is supposed to be versus what it really is which i kind of say i would kind of compare that you know with the overthinking and the what if type of thing but it's like i'm constantly thinking about what i'm doing and then how it's supposed to be as if anything is really supposed to be anything if that makes sense so like here's my example i think in my head that normally a human is supposed to get ideally eight hours of sleep like for optimal uh energy or optimal sleep whatever you want to call it in my head the the number eight is in there and so i track my sleep and i compare my sleep and i think about how i'm not at the correct number it's like there's there is no correct number <laughs> like i'm i'm literally making this shit up you know what i'm saying it's like why am i comparing my behavior to what i think the behavior is supposed to be like it's not even it doesn't matter like no it's <laughs> people don't need everyone doesn't need eight hours of sleep you don't have to get eight hours of sleep to be able to function you know what i'm saying like that's just like general general rule general idea like it's not even it's not applicable to everybody um and most of the shit that i'm looking at like viewing like this isn't applicable to everybody it's like doesn't make any fucking sense so it's like okay i'm looking at you know what it's supposed to be versus versus how it is right or then let's say like we got the eight hour workday thing okay I'm not rich. I'm not a celebrity. I work a nine to five, except I work a little earlier than that. It's not nine to five, but I work an eight hour workday. Right. And so I'm just thinking like, there's another number like, oh, eight hours. I have to work eight hours because that's normal. Why the fuck do I have to? Because it's normal. Like, that's not even like, why am I extending myself to try to achieve these norms when they don't even relate to everybody you know what i'm saying there's just that's just something that i don't need to do you know it's just a waste a waste so um on the work thing i I do want to say that i do try to get my hours you know what i'm saying but like that's just one of the things that i'm like comparing what i'm doing to what i'm supposed to do and obviously that situation the the work and the hours is a little bit more structured than like sleep, right? So if you work for somebody, they're gonna want you to get a certain amount of hours. That's just a given, but nobody's controlling how much you sleep. Nobody's telling you you need more sleep. I mean, unless it's like your doctor and you got real problems. That's a whole nother issue though. But for for here, for what I'm talking about, yeah, I just comparing things to what it is, just no, just no. Sometimes I find, I find myself doing a lot of things with my hands. And I used to think that I maybe had ADHD, but now I think that it's really just my anxiety because I realize that I'm only doing it when I'm anxious, right? And so if I 
don't have any reminders on my phone, if I don't have anything to do, if I'm not behind on anything, I'm not going to be anxious and I'm not going to be like searching for something to do with my hands and my fingers. But when I am anxious, I'm behind on something. I didn't finish cleaning something. I have something to do later that's going to be stressful, whatever, whatever the case. It's like I'm either like like playing with my hair or like picking at a freaking mole on my head. Like what? Ew, gross. Or like literally anything like tapping my foot type of thing, whatever, right? So this one specifically, I also do have a suggestion for that, which I will get to when I get to my how to deal section. So yeah. Um, Last thing I wrote down for how my anxiety presents itself is that sometimes if I'm working a lot and I'm getting really, really stressed out, I will literally physically start to feel the stress throughout my body, like throughout the day as the day goes on. I can feel myself holding the stress in my shoulders, like in in my body. I get tense. And um, that used to never happen to me, but it happened the first time, I think, in August. And that was when I realized that I really needed to get a hold of this shit because the fact that I could feel it physically in my body was just like new to me. And I was like, this, this ain't okay. I mean, it it was pretty bad. I had to go to the nurses, go to the nurses at work to get like an ice pack because I was in that much pain. And like my breathing was weird too. And so that accompanied with you know, the tense shoulders and the pain, the shoulder pain. And so that was a big red flag to me. So I was like, I need help. I need to go, you know, figure this shit out. So that's the last way um, that my anxiety presents itself. I'm sure there's like other ways too, but this is the shit that I could think of off the top of my head. And, you know, not even off the top of my head, I actually did some really in-depth thinking about this because like I said earlier, I think anxiety presents itself differently to everybody and it can be important to know the other ways that it can present itself because a a coping mechanism for that way might help you with uh whatever you're dealing with and b let's say you know you haven't dealt with it before or maybe you have before but you just haven't realized so that's something that i think is really important um And to move on, we're going to talk about how to deal with anxiety. Guys, I just got a phone call from my dad in the middle of recording. Um, And so I just talked my ear off. I don't know how I have anything left to say, but I got to finish the episode. So it seems like every time I try to record this episode, something happens. But you know what? I just have that, the, my, what the fuck am I saying? (laughs) Let me just, let me just go back. the subject okay so we were talking about how I deal with my anxiety number one keeping busy keeping distracted that's a given you people probably know that already um and when I mean keeping busy and keeping distracted I don't mean keeping distracted and not paying attention to life I just mean like planning my days out or like doing things to fill up my day so I don't have time where I'm just like sitting there you know like thinking or worrying about you know irrational thoughts 
you know, stuff like that. Right. So just like keeping busy, right? Like that. Um, food. Sometimes I, when I'm going through an anxious time, I like to make myself something that I enjoy. Treat myself. Maybe some chocolate, maybe some dessert, maybe a Starbucks drink in the morning if I'm not going to make one from home, you know, like I just, I think that when I'm stressed out about something, I think that we deserve, I said, I think I, but anyone, I think we deserve to treat ourselves. Um, And you know what I, you know, personally, I like to treat myself a lot more than just when I'm stressed, but personal preference, you know, treat yourself, treat yourself. Um, a way that I get through my irrational thoughts is like talking through them, which sounds kind of like, oh, you can do that. Or like, does that even work? Like, how does that work? So it's like, listen, you got to think scientifically, not with your heart. Um, because saying, what if this happens? What if this happens? Oh, I'm freaking out because this might happen. Or what if this happens? But if you think about it scientifically, think about it like this, okay? So what are the actual chances that this is going to happen? Probably slim. Just like just like the cat thing. My cat doesn't go outside, eats the same food. You know, like he's five years old. He's not old. The chances of anything actually being severely wrong with him are very low. But of course, the whole time I was sitting there thinking like, what if something's severely wrong with, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, he's fine, right? Anyway, talking through the thoughts. Okay, statistics. What are the chances of this actually happening, right? Probably slim. More more ways to talk through the thoughts. Let's say you're overthinking, right? What are you overthinking about? I actually learned this from a coworker, so that's great. The rest of the rethinking, I, the scientific part, I learned from the book that I referenced at the beginning of this episode. So if you like that, you can uh, check out that book. But to get back to it, to reiterate, to talk through the thoughts, it's like, okay, I'm overthinking about something that, A, did it happen before? Or B, did it, has it not happened before, right? If it's happened before, evaluate what led it to happen. And then realize, okay, you can either A, make the same choices you made for it to happen. Or B, if you didn't make any choices and it happened anyway, then it's out of your control. And, you know, I think that we struggle with thoughts that are out of our control the most. I think that the anxiety we have is, you know, primarily for things that are, are out of our control. But like, a lot of shit's like that, you know, if it's out of your control, you can't do anything about it, except change the way that you think about it and the way that you feel about it. So you got to talk yourself through it. If something you're worried about something that has never happened before, why are you worried about it? What are the chances of it actually happening? Right? Now, I know that there's plenty of scenario scenarios where like this shit actually happens. You're having anxiety for a real reason, blah, blah, blah. I just mean for the irrational thoughts, talk yourself out of them. Next, how to deal. Put your fucking phone down. People say that. People are probably like, Ugh, don't tell me to do that. I don't want to do it. That is literally what you need to do. 
if you sit there and scroll on Instagram all day and you see all these fake ass pictures of women or or men who have hella money, they got jewelry, they got anything that they want at their fingertips, right? Aesthetic, let's, let, let's make an aesthetic ass picture because I can pay to look nice and cute and look fake and do all this shit. It's not real. And you're going to be sitting there looking at it, like comparing yourself, just like I was talking about the comparison thing earlier. You're going to be comparing yourself like, why am I not doing this? Why don't I do that? Why am I not going there? It's like these people, like this shit isn't really what it looks like it is. It's all a facade, okay? It's all a fucking facade. Put your phone down. Stop looking at social media, okay? Okay. Um... If my anxiety gets really bad, like really, really bad, and I have to focus on my breathing, then I do breathing exercises. Uh, This doesn't typically happen to me as much anymore, but it did used to happen. I will also do breathing, like breathing exercises at night if my heart is racing too fast for me to fall asleep. And that does help uh, as well. A lot of the times at night is when I have a lot of anxiety because it's like for the next day and I'm trying to go to sleep and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like my heart's beating so fast. I can't get tired. My heart's beating so fast. I can't stop thinking. So I will, you know, focus on my breathing and try to slow my breathing, you know, try to do a breathing exercises that slows my breathing. And that, uh, really helps. Like actually it, it really does help slow my breathing. Sometimes it doesn't, but at night, it's it's been okay. Um, spending time with my cats, of course, of course. If you have animals, not just cats, spending time with your animals helps so much. I love my cats. They're just, I talk about them all the time. Let me stop. I love them, okay? That's, that's a universal tip. Anybody, anybody can spend time with their their animals if they're having anxiety they just have so much love to give and you know they might be having anxiety too but they're not going to sit here and act like it so they love me and that's that helps it's great right uh to go back on the sleeping at night thing another thing i do is play white noise or rain sounds um i do like to have sounds when i sleep but if i'm like dead tired like exhausted tired I can just fall asleep like that you know nothing don't need don't need a sound don't need nothing to fall asleep but if my heart is racing or I'm thinking or whatever I like to play the rain sounds the white noise uh what have you even sometimes listen to like YouTube videos um if I if if I really really can't stop thinking then I'll play a YouTube video that's talking about something so that way I'm thinking about that and like not my rational thoughts right so that actually like really does help um at night if you're like sitting there what i think everything right um earlier when i was talking about the my hands when i feel like i need to be doing something all the time with my hands my trick for this is to have a drink at all times i'm not talking about an alcoholic drink people i mean coffee or tea in the morning, right? Whatever. Water throughout the day. I like juice. I try to stay away from pop. I have been drinking a little bit of pop recently. Um, But I love my coffee and my tea, any type of drink like that. 
it gives me something to do with my hands, I mean, I guess, and my mouth. So it's like, I can, you know, hold the bottle. I don't know. It's just something that, it's something that I keep referring back to throughout the day. And so I feel like if I have a small repetitive action like that, then I can stay on track, I guess. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it made sense in my head before I said it. Moving on. Um, hobbies. Hobbies, 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 hobbies. Uh, you guys can go listen to my episode, Hobby Hunting, if you need some suggestions. But this is why I love my hobbies. They really help with my anxiety. They help me think. They help me relax. They clear my mind. Hobbies like puzzles or like reading even clears my mind, puts me, it takes me out of my world and puts me in a different world. And so that's why I like reading. Um, that's also why I like, I would say watching TV or movies and like other hobbies, like walking nature, that stuff, that stuff is great. Nature really, really helps. Um, and then trying to think like coloring, coloring is great too, because it's giving you something to do. And then you have to think about the colors. So you're actively doing and actively thinking, and there's like no room for anxiety, right? Cause you're like actively doing. Um, yeah, moving on. Stretching, exercises. Everybody says this is how you deal with anxiety. I know that it's true. I am not exercising as much as I should be right now. I do feel really shitty about it. But I have at least been doing something most of the days out of the week. And since I got my new job, I close my rings every single day. And I get like double exercise minutes every day because there's the place I work is huge. And so I'm always walking, walking everywhere, literally everywhere, stairs everywhere all day. Um, I mean, I get like 15 flights of stairs per day and I get like at least seven, 8,000 steps. So that's really great. But I should be going purposely, like purposefully going to work out more. I know. Um, but like walking in nature or spending time in nature, like I, I think I just said that like the last, you know, example, but that's also something that really helps. Um, especially just not even exercising in nature, because obviously this is about exercise, but even just spending the time in nature does really help with anxiety. For me, it makes me feel like I'm, I don't want to sound so dumb right now, but it makes me feel like I'm literally one with the earth I mean I love to be in my nature surroundings you know just take them in type of thing so yeah um some other things to deal with uh anxiety that I don't do is therapy obviously this podcast is my therapy if you couldn't tell by now um, this is my outlet. This is the way that I'm doing it. That's what I want to do. And honestly, when I mean therapy, I don't even mean like getting a therapist. I mean, actively working through all of your problems is therapy. If you have somebody that you trust that you can talk to about everything, and this doesn't have to be the same person. This can be, you know, multiple people that you talk to different things about, right? If you can actively talk through all of your problems, work through all your problems. That is therapy. You are healing. You are working through them. 
And that's really important. And I have that and I'm glad that I have that. And so um, that's my form of therapy, you know, for other people, obviously, they can go to see someone. Some people don't have that person to talk to. Some people might have someone to talk to, but they don't have someone that they trust. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different, a lot of different ways that could pan out. So therapy is obviously a way to deal with anxiety. Medication. Medication is a way to deal with anxiety. I recently did start medication for anxiety a couple months ago when this shit started, when I decided that, oh shit, I need help. I went to the doctor. I explained to her my rationale about the therapy. Like I just explained to you guys kind of about, you know, I have someone to talk to already. I have an outlet. I have coping mechanisms and I have hobbies. Right. And so she did give me some medication. It was a low dose. I have been taking it and it has been helping. Um, Basically, she told me that I was having anxiety, you know, like adjusting to life, which means that I was in school since I was, what, four or five years old, and I just finished my master's degree in August. And so not only was I going through all that shit that I mentioned earlier, but I also was out of school for the first time, essentially, since I can remember. And so I was having a really hard time adjusting to regular life, you know, or just life in general not having structure, not having school to look forward to was something that was really different for me. And I was struggling with it for a couple months. And now that I have my job, um, like my new job, now I have structure. Now I have something to look forward to. Now I have my, my car fixed and, and, and all the issues that I had, or, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm healing, I'm moving through things, I'm getting through things. So, um, I am adjusting now, but the anxiety medication is really helping. And I will say that. Um, And we come to now we come to the last how to deal. The last suggestion I have on how to deal um, is making to do lists. I've probably talked about to do lists before. I don't know if I have, but I'm obsessed with them. I am just obsessed with them. Because, A, it gives me that structure that I was just talking about. If I don't have structure, I'm anxious. No, I just can't deal. I need structure in my life to function, right? To-do lists give me structure. I can't remember shit. I have a horrible memory. I'm not going to remember everything. I'm going to forget. I will write it down physically on paper. Or I actively use the reminders in my phone daily. but those are kind of different type of things. So I'll do a daily to-do list, right? On paper. I'll do a weekly to-do list also on paper. And then in my phone, I utilize the reminders section for just random shit that I have to do, but it's not due immediately, right? So for example, if I go to my reminders list right now, I have oil change in there. I need to get an oil change. I don't need to get an oil change today and I don't need to get an oil change by any certain time, but I do need to get an oil change here soon. Right? So it's in my reminders. It's in my to-do list. For example, I'm not going to write that on physical paper until I get to the the week or the day that I'm going to do that. And then I'll write it down. Right? So to-do list, it helps me organize my thoughts. It helps me lay out what I need to do. It's not crowding my brain. 
I feel like if I have a lot to do and it's not written down, I feel like it's crowding my brain. All the thoughts are just up there, like trying to spew out. I can't get it all done at once. And so for me, writing it down and having it laid out and being able to take it from my mind and put it in a way that I can see, you know, physically see it, that helps me so much, like so, so much especially with anxiety, because I'm not having to sit here and think about what I forgot. I know that I wrote it down. I can just reference my to-do list and it's right there. Boom. And then I can do it. Right. I like to draw little boxes next to my to-do list um, because then I cross off the box when I'm done and I feel like I completed something. And it's not that I wouldn't feel like I completed something if I didn't do that, but it gives you a visual of what you did complete and it makes you feel, uh, I would say more satisfied than if you, you know, didn't do it, I guess for me, at least for me, if I write down a to-do list and I write a check mark by it, it makes me, I can see visually that I did what I needed to do. I got it done. That's great. That makes me feel great. And that's amazing. That's what we need, right? We need these, these coping mechanisms, we need these, these uh, highlighted ways that can help us get through our anxiety because that shit sucks. And not only that I have anxiety, but I also was struggling with depression as well. But I wasn't depressed. I was just having depressive symptoms, right? So I think when I was like younger, like years ago, I've definitely had depression. But since then, I don't think I've had it. You know what I mean? but you can still have symptoms of it. And so with my anxiety that I've been experiencing recently, I was having some symptoms of depression too, but I wasn't as worried about it as the anxiety. The anxiety is what really got bad for me and it was never that bad. So in light of all of that, I have decided to make this episode because it's important, something that needs to be talked about and it's serious. And a lot of my episodes, you know, they're mostly about me. They're mostly about random shit. But this is serious, right? Anxiety is serious. And, okay, obviously, like, some of the stuff I talk about is serious. But it's just, like, all my experiences. And those experiences that I talk about probably are different from other people. But this, anxiety, I know that plenty of people struggle with this. And I know that plenty of people, they want to find coping mechanisms. They want to share their anxiety stories. They want to share how they deal you know and I think it's it's nice to listen to other people's stories because like I said earlier again it kind of helps you recognize issues if you have have them and haven't recognized them before or it gives you some some uh, coping mechanisms that maybe you hadn't thought of before and I think that's really important and so I'm really glad that I was able to do this episode I'm really glad that I was able to finally this is my first episode for October And I deeply apologize for taking so long. Basically, ever since I started my job, I haven't had any time at home alone. So, you know, I live with my boyfriend. We've, you know, lived together for years on end, right? But we have the same work schedule now, essentially. And so I don't like to record if someone's in the house, right? I need to be completely alone when I record because I just can't, I just can't do it. And so I did try to record this whole episode previously, and it was just a shit show. And I listened back. 
I didn't, no, don't let me lie. I didn't even listen back. I was literally in the middle of talking and I just realized that it was just so horrible. I was just like, I can't do this. I just can't. It was bad. So, <coughs> oh, I'm so sorry. This Michigan cold is making my allergies come up. It's fine. Whatever. It's my fault. I didn't take allergy medicine today. Anyway, we're concluding. I'm trying to conclude this episode. I'm just, like I said, I'm happy that I was able to come and do it, come on here and actually do it and finish it this time because I was having anxiety about the episode for weeks. Like, for example, my anxiety was, well, I haven't put an episode out in weeks. Are people going to get mad? Are people going to care? Like, oh, does that look so bad? I missed three weeks. Like, no, nobody gives a fuck. And it's like, when I say nobody gives a fuck, I don't even know if people listen to this, right? It's it's just me expressing my thoughts and feelings, sharing it with my friends, sharing it with the, the Mitch's Madness pod on Twitter. That's the Twitter account, Mitch's Madness pod, by the way. Um, so go follow it. Go follow it. Make sure to download, like, subscribe. I don't know what the options are for all the different streaming services, but you can listen to this podcast on multiple i mean i got apple i got spotify i got amazon google even right listen to it anywhere so please if you are listening please rate my podcast please give me feedback follow the twitter please be interactive with me it just lets me know that someone out there cares because i know that you know i care and that's enough but if i can reach other people if i can share my thoughts with other people and actually you know at least get to some other people that means the world to me you know what i'm saying and again this is an outlet for me if nobody ever listened i would keep recording i i would just keep doing it i'm still doing it i don't know if people listen now i'm still doing it i'm still here so hey if you have any suggestions episode suggestions any suggestions please 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 follow the podcast twitter at mitch madness pod and I want to say if you have came to this point, if you are here, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming. Thank you for spending the time in your day. I appreciate you. If you've listened to other episodes, I appreciate you. If you plan to come back, I appreciate you. If you've listened to this one and you're like, this bitch is dumb. I don't ever want to listen to her again. Thank you. Thank you because you got this far and that's what matters. So With that being said, I hope you all have a wonderful week. My birthday is next week. I'm turning 25. Turn up. I don't, I can't believe I just said turn up. Disgusting. Gross. Ew. What year is this? Uh, My birthday is next week, so I'm really excited. Gonna have some good food, hopefully have a good time, and then it's Halloween, and I have a really interesting episode coming out for you the week after my birthday, so stay tuned for that. Uh, it's going to be, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what it's going to be. I'm, I will tell you on the pod, the podcast Twitter, if you follow it. So thank you all so much. Love you all. I hope you have a wonderful week. Hope you have a wonderful life. Thank you. And bye-bye.